What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 26 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I am joined by my co-host, Dobby. What's good? Nothing much. I mean, just got off work. Uh, you know, week, week flew by um, you know, from, from last week, but hopefully uh, let's hope for a more positive outcome this week. So uh, I am coming to you from the comfort of my own home. Uh, for those of you guys keeping up on, on social media, I did have surgery this week. I am in recovery, and I will be good to go for tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's match to uh, sit on my ass and watch that from the comfort of my own house. Um, but we wanted to, we were going to skip this week, um, but we wanted to get um, get our, our weekly episode out for the preview. Um, but looking at Charlotte, um, we don't really have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot to draw from in terms of talking about the preview episode because we've only played them twice. They're uh, this is their second year in MLS. We played them two times in their inaugural season last season, um, and they came away with two uh, two victories against us. Um, with the home uh, their home leg played down at um, Bank of America Stadium, um, they beat us one zero on uh, in September tenth of two thousand twenty two in front of thirty thousand. Um, they beat us one zero. Now, if you go back and look at that, um, if you go back and look at that result, they scored in that match five minutes into the game. And then they didn't. And then that was the, that was the goal that held up. That was the way the result ended. Um, they did, and and on top of that, Christian Fuchs or Fuchs or whatever the fuck you pronounce his name, um, he got a straight red card in the 56th minute of that match. So not only did they, not only were they down a man for 30 30 plus minutes of that match, they scored in minute five and found a way to hold on for the victory. Now off air, we were just talking to I was talking to Davia about the lineup that we trotted out against. Charlotte down in Charlotte on that September day in 2022. Um, we this was a three. Uh, this was a uh, a three a three four three. I guess is the way to uh, describe it. We had Talis Magno at the nine, Tiago Andraj at left wing, Gabi Pereira at right wing. Uh, at left wing back, we had Malti. At right wing back, we had Andres Jason. Um, at the as our two central midfielders, we had Gideon Zalalem and Justin Hack. And then our three in the back was as follows. Alexander Collins on the left, Tavon Gray in the middle, Vuk Latinovic on the right. So based on that lineup, who we have playing down the spine of our team, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that Nick Cushing, was, this was a heavily rotated squad, and Nick Cushing was looking to get... Um, some miles off of some legs and wasn't exactly going in here looking to get three points. Um, was that, is, Considering the next week, the, the week after that was Campionis Cup and then the, the Derby three days after that. So it was quite quite a heavily rotated team that, that now, now that you bring it up to my attention, I it's more, more rotation in the defense than I remember. Yeah, I mean, Alexander Collins is the only full-time starter that was that played in that match. Vuk Latinovic never should have been near a starting eleven. And, uh, and Tiago Martins was Tiago Martins was suspended. That's why Vuk had to come in. Yeah, um, he got a red card. And then card also the having prior. having Asif, having uh, having uh, getting Zalalem and Justin Hack being your starting center midfielder is definitely not uh, what you what you would be looking for with this team, especially even last year's team. Um, definitely heavily heavily rotated because, like you said, Campaigners Cup was coming up, um, and also. Uh, uh, the Derby, which we have another Derby. It's, so we're playing them in a similar spot. We, are, we have a Derby coming up next week. Um, Nick Cushing uh, has said in the press conference for this week that he is, that playing O'Toole last week was part of squad rotation and that the squad rotation is going to continue because we are, are not only are we 
have the Derby coming up, but we also are starting midweek matches coming up soon too. So he's looking to get some miles off of some of these legs that have been getting a lot of matches recently. Um, so, um, Gabriel Pereira, he's he's back. Yep. Uh, so it, it, well, it seems like that minor injury probably was minor, and he didn't travel with the team. I don't know. I don't know if it's an injury or if a visa or if it's a visa issue, but. Uh, GP will be fully fit for uh, ready for tomorrow's game, yeah. which the, is great. Which is great news because we genuinely missed him up the there. The circumstances surrounding his mysterious uh, absence from the team definitely leads to some uh, more questions than answers. Um, because I mean, he was training. He was training in full with the team all week, and then all of a sudden, the day before the match, he gets declared out um, with a suspicious lower spot, lower body injury. Doesn't even travel with the team, so it definitely lends to. The conspiracy theorists that uh, that it was potentially a visa related issue that he maybe he couldn't leave the country for a certain amount of time because of the special visa he was issued because he was late to joining our preseason because of visa related issues. Um, so I did a de- I did a little, a little bit of a deep dive as deep as I could. Um, do you, uh, I wanted to see what what NYCFC's MLS regular season record was away from home under Nick Cushing. So starting in mid, starting in June of 2022, I wanted to see what NYCFC up to current date, what their away record is under Nick Cushing, and it came up just about what I what I what I had expected. Um, and it's probably similar to that of every other manager that we've had, including Ronnie. Um, but he has 16 matches, 16 away matches, MLS regular season only, no U.S. Open Cup, no. MLS playoffs, just regular, just MLS regular season. Four wins, four draws, eight losses. Under Nick Cushing, both as an interim and now as a full-time manager, um, not a great record. Um, the four wins were Atlanta on decision day at the end of the year, uh, Chicago, Red Bull, and FC Dallas. Those are those are the four teams that we beat. Um, they were all last year because we don't have an away win this year yet. They were all last year. Um, those were our four away wins. Um, uh, Red Bull, that was the game, uh, Tati's, last, uh, Tati's last goal. Um, and then, I mean, FC Dallas wasn't very good last year. Atlanta wasn't very good. Uh, and then Chicago hasn't been good in years. Um, so, I mean, we beat, we were able to beat bad teams on the road. Um, but then you have four draws and you have eight losses. Um, and we, and, and actually one the, in those eight losses, there was a streak of four away losses in a row. So like this team is like, this team just does not perform well on the road. Um, which is why, like, as I'm going through and trying to predict what the results might be, I mean, I'm just, I'm immediately going negative. I'm like, no, we're not going to win this game. We're not going to get a result because I just, we don't, we don't get results away, away from home. I mean, and it's been a couple of days. I've had time to digest and get over the, the Toronto loss, but it's still, the Toronto loss is another loss. It's another 1-0 loss, another toothless effort on the road. Um, and it, it, it that loss did nothing to give me any confidence that we can get a result um, down in down in Charlotte. What, what, what did it do for you? Did it do anything? Are you, has your opinion changed at all? I, th- I think uh, Gabriel Pereira's status kind of, Gives me a little bit more confidence going into this game. I know uh, Charlotte, uh, it's a it's a turf field, you know, and, um, con- you know, with the reputation that you know those fields have, it's not ideal, especially going into a week where you have two games in a week, where you have where you both have to travel away, 
even though one of them is not really an away game, will probably stay home based for the Derby game. Um, but still, like you know, considering like three four days after after Charlotte, you're gonna have to travel again to Cincinnati. Um, after playing on a turf field, I don't really like that. Um, going based off last week's performance, there was really nothing in the team that really inspired me. Um, you know, to say, okay, it's not that bad of a game. Consider, I mean, even though the scoreline suggests, oh, it's like a, it was quite a tightly contested game, even though it really wasn't. We, we, Toronto, they had one win all year up until last week, and then we go up there thinking we're gonna kick kick the shit out of them, just like what we did to Nashville and Dallas um, two weeks prior, and then bang, we just get um, we go up there, we lay an egg, we lose one zero. Um, didn't had had a terrible performance up there, you know. Obviously, Pellegrini, you know, tool, um, you know, having to having to start the game, you know, tool because of a, a rotation to kind of rest Brian Cruffey and uh, Gabriel Pereira picked up an injury, which is quite mysterious and uh, a vague, uh, a vague like, I guess, uh, reason or like injury uh, listed by the NYCFC. Uh, medical staff, which uh, they have a history of doing this um, for many se- for many years now. Um, I feel like the uh, with Gabriel Pereira back in the team, if he is going to start, which I think most of us would imagine that he would start because Pellegrini's been god fucking awful. I don't want to see him touch the pitch ever again after last week. I- I'm 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 over it. I was willing to give him a chance, but fuck no, please no. Any. If Nick Cushing could save, could spare us any time of Pellegrini on the pitch, I'll I'll happily appreciate it. But, um, you know, hopefully Gabriel Pereira, he's fit enough to start. I feel like if he if we play him from the start, th- th- this team would probably play a lot different. But considering our last few away games, where we've only we've we've only scored twice on the road, uh, in about I think four or five away games this season, we haven't conceded much on the road either. Uh, our biggest defeat on the road this season has been a 2-0 loss. Still, that was the opener to Nashville. We don't really concede a lot on the road, but we don't score enough either, which is very concerning, you know, considering our, our home form. Our home form is, like, really impressive. You know, we, we, we went went to City Field and smacked Dallas around 3-1. Arguably, you could argue that the game should have been 4-5-1. Uh, had had that uh, Pereira goal not been called back for offside, um, I think Nat- Nashville as well. You know, we go out there; they, they haven't they they haven't conceded a first half goal all all year up until uh, they came over to City Field and we put two on them in twenty five minutes. Um, you know that's very concerning. Um, considering that we play very very well at home and we play very poorly away, I. I want to say I'm confident, but at the same time I don't, because I kind of felt I felt like Toronto was a bit of a trap game, um, in a sense where they're not really a good team, they're not really um, high up in the standings. You know, they were they were ninth place. Well, the I same think. The, the same can be said about this game. Like just because they're not high in the standings doesn't mean it's, like I I was not trapped by Toronto. I knew that. I mean, I, I talked about it in the preview pod for for Toronto that they Toronto finds a way to get results. Like they they haven't been losing games. They've been drawing them, which is not good. Because a good team is going to win games, 
But Toronto was still finding a way to get points, get results, get semi-positive results, getting draws. Same thing. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm looking at Charlotte, and yeah, Charlotte's not having a great season this year either. They're, they're looking more and more like what they should have looked like the entire year last year um, as an expansion team, because typically expansion teams in MLS are not very good. But the, uh, the only reason why Charlotte is not bottom of the East is because they have one more win than Red Bull. Yeah, but like, so like, in MLS, home home field advantage is a very real thing. Almost every team in MLS plays really well at home and plays like trash on the road, and and sh- struggles to get positive results on the road. All right, that's not that's not something that's indigenous just to NYCFC. It's indigenous to every team in the league. Um, but if you look at if you look at um, at Charlotte. Um, yeah, they got smacked up 3-0 by DC United um, this past weekend, but the game was in DC. All right, it's on the road. It's not too. It's not too far of travel from from North Carolina, but like whatever. Uh, DC's fine. I think they're starting to find their their rhythm. Benteke scored a bicycle kick. Like um, they're they're starting to grow into into the season a little bit. Taxi Fountas is healthy now and not suspended for being a racist fuck anymore. Um, but uh, the, the, their last home match before that uh, against a, a very dangerous Columbus Crew team. They found a way to get a 1-0 result at home against against the Columbus Crew. The week before that, Colorado, another team who's not having a very good season at all. They're, they're bottom, of the, bottom of the West. Um, they drew 2-2 against Charlotte at home. So they're scoring goals, but they're conceding, but they're also scoring. Um, they found a way to draw in Toronto um, 2-2. So they, they scored more goals in Toronto than we did. Um and then against uh back at the at the end of uh, at the end of March, um, in Charlotte, they got a 1-1 draw against the Red Bulls. So like I mean, they've gotten smacked up a couple times this year. Um, they got smacked by St. Louis City three one at the beginning of the season. They got um, they smacked got, by Atlanta three. They got smacked by home. RSL three one. Um, they got smacked Atlanta at home three zero. They got smacked by at, um, at uh, Atlanta at the very beginning of the season three zero. So I mean, like, so they're either getting beat bad or they're or they're in the game. Um, there's not a lot. Like they don't have any close losses. Or, oh no, or, sorry, or they have the a two. Rare occasion, they've, they... Yeah, they're... on the rare occasion they find themselves uh, winning the game. You yeah. know, Orlando away, and then and then Columbus. Uh, you know, so if if you're gonna play Charlotte, and if you're gonna and if you're gonna play them like well, you're gonna have to like score at least two goals early, like very early in them. Take take them out of the game early, so that way they don't find themselves um, with 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 that little bit of hope that and, and they can play up to that hope and then play well and then you know. Uh, essentially, get a get a point or worse. You know they take the lead on you. Uh, if you're gonna play the Charlotte team and you want to you want to beat them, you're gonna have to put them away early. Yeah, don't 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 let them hang around. Don't let don't don't give them any hope. Don't 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 let it linger. Don't let it be a slow burn. You have to you have to come out right off the foot and and, and start scoring goals and, and bury them immediately. Um, because if you let them linger, they will find a way to come back and either come back and get a result, or you're gonna, or you're gonna have to fight and scratch and claw your way to come back and get a result. We have to do what what, what Atlanta did and hang three on them. Do what St. Louis City did, hang three on them. RSL hang three on them. Um, DC United this past weekend hang three on them. Like just beat them into submission immediately, and then that's how you're gonna get out of there with the result. It's gonna be it, this is not an easy match. This is not a match you're gonna walk in and and just and going, and just, and going and just off, fuck them up. And and going off. Last year's results, we actually conceded pretty early to them in both games. We, I think, we conceded in the third minute when we played them at home at Red Bull Arena, and then, and then in the away game, we conceded the only goal of the game five minutes in. So historically, NYCFC have have let Charlotte take the lead pretty early on, and then uh, for themselves, trying to find a way back into it, and just and just coming up shorthanded. Yeah, that, which that, is which is not good. That game at Red Bull Arena, they we were down two zero 16 minutes in. Against Charlotte, 
They scored in the fourth minute, and they scored in the 16th minute. 16 minutes in, we were down 2-0. Before we can even fucking... No, no, we... No, we... We, we, we equalized. We equalized. It was a Chano. This no, we Chino equalized in the twenty. Then. We equalized in the twenty eighth. They were up two zero. Oh no, sorry. No, that, no, no, sorry. That was Kalis Rodersky got a yellow card in the sixteenth minute. All right, so they scored in the yeah. fourth. Chano scores a banger in the twenty eighth. Um, and then they score at seventy seven and at ninety and at ninety. Uh, no, seventy seven and ninety. So they they put the game to bed. You can see the penalty late on, and then they score the penalty. Late, yeah, pe Christian Fuck scored a penalty kick. Um, yeah, so uh, Swiderski scores four. Yeah, four minutes in. Um, so four minutes in, and what was and what was it? The, it was five minutes in. So in the two games that we scored minutes, against yeah. them, they've scored they've scored two goals in um, five in five minutes. So I mean, like we, we have to start this when we come out and start this game, we have to be checked in from the opening whistle. All right, because that's how bad teams get results. If you can score early and kind of just park the bus, pretty much essentially what Toronto did after they scored, um, and what every and what every other team in MLS does after they score a goal is fucking just sit back and and hope to pray to God that you can weather the storm um we can't let charlotte do that shit we cannot let charlotte score a goal and then just sit back and try to weather everything that we're throwing at them because we're, we're not we're not a play from behind team we're not that's not how we're, we're how we're built we're built to score early score often and play with the lead um so i don't think that that we also that i like when you when you consider the goal that we scored against them it wasn't really one of those goals where we kind of broke down the opponent got into their box and you know had a had an easy goal it was actually a a shot by Chano, who's our our center back from outside the eighteen. You know, just had a shot into the top corner. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like if you were to tell Chano to shoot from outside the box like that, like a hundred times, that that is probably the only time he could probably hit a banger like that. No, no disrespect to him, but that's probably the only time he could put the ball into the top corner like that. I mean, if if you're NYCFC and you're looking into the Charlotte game, and historically you're looking into that, and and the only the only way you scored on this team was a long shot by your center back that that's that's not a promising sign at all yeah and, and lo looking at this even though we've only had two matches against charlotte looking at their statistics carol swiderski has one goal and two in assists against us in two games so that's three he has three three goal contributions in two games against us so he's someone that we have to keep an eye on and he's also one of their more dangerous players he's he definitely leads their attack uh, Brant Bronico has a goal against us. Mackenzie Gaines has an assist. And our only goal scored against Charlotte came off of a Maxime Cheneau banger from outside the box. Um, for some reason, uh, for some reason, uh, Karol Swiderski turns into prime Lewandowski against us. I, don't, I, I can't put my finger on it. Can you? I mean, it's just, it's just typical city. They just let, they just let a random player probably just... Turn, turn up against them, you know, like Pozuelo or a, or a Zilla Rayon. They just, it's just one player that turns up against them the whole time, and you know, there's nothing we could do about it on the day. Uh, yeah. Um. All right, where 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 are you gonna be watching the game from this weekend? Are you gonna be watching it from home? Are you going to a watch party or what? I'm gonna be staying home. Uh, actually, got quite a lot of work to do, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna stay home and watch the game and hopefully hopefully not nothing like last week hopefully we can get something something out of this game but you know if we're gonna go off last week it's it's not really looking good for us yeah this is definitely uh i mean all I, i've been kind of this is probably the least in the know i've been with on uh on nycfc uh just because my my the hospital stay but i mean everyone i see saying stuff uh they're saying that this is going to be a very rough stretch for NYCFC with with us having the Saturday match 
against Charlotte this weekend, followed by uh, the midweek Wednesday um, U.S. Open Cup match against Cincinnati. Then we come back on the weekend and have a home-slash-away match against the Red Bulls. Um, and then another midweek match against Orlando City away. And then we finally come back to City Field at the end of at the end of uh, at the end of May on the twenty seventh against the Philadelphia Union. And then after that game, then we have another midweek midweek match at the very very end of May against Cincinnati again, but this time in the Bronx. So I mean this this is a, a this is a rough a rough stretch um, to have at this point in this season. I'm really disappointed that we drew Cincinnati in the Open Cup. Um, the Open Cup is one of the easiest ways to qualify for the Concacaf Champions League. Um, you have to win like maybe four or five matches, and you're champion, um, and you get automatic qualification. I think it's. I mean, I know that the I know that NYCFC never really plays well in tournament, nor do they hold weight on this tournament. But it is by far the easiest way to get um, to to get uh, qualification for the Champions League. Um, you don't have to have a season long making the playoffs. You don't have to you don't have to play against uh, these high, uh, against other high level teams. Um, you're just automatically entered into a, a domestic tournament. Usually your first game or two are against inferior opponents um, from like USL Championship or something like that. Um, and then like maybe like the third or the fourth game you have to play against like an actual good MLS squad. But for us, the very first match that we have in this tournament is against like the one of the top four teams in MLS right now, in FC Cincinnati. Um, I guess our only prayer would, would be that maybe FC Cincy is also rotating players. Um, and getting ready for their weekend's match. I don't know who they're playing on, on the weekend of, uh, that we're playing the Red Bull, but I'm hoping maybe they, they rotate so maybe we can find a way to eke out a victory. But, I mean, I just went over our, our away form during MLS regular season, and it's not good. We do not play well away from home. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think that we're going to go into that match favorited. I think that since he's going to be the favorite right off the bat in that match. Well, they, they, well they, they, have, they have three home games in a row. So they have DC on the weekend. Us and then they got uh, Montreal next week. Okay, so two bad teams. So, two bad teams. With, I mean, DC is getting better, uh, but Montreal yeah. Montreal's looking worse and worse. Um, I mean, I think I think in previous years, if you'd given me Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup, I would have been like, yeah. "All right, that's cool. Like we could, we could just go down, smack them around, get an easy win, and come back to New York, and then." Beat the shit out of the other team. Well, that's because but, the first three years in the league, yeah. they were wooden spoon winners. Like they were, they were yeah, they exactly. Were... Yeah. <laughs> up until up until last year, where they actually became like, like a, a genuinely decent team and made the playoffs for the first time in history. And hell, they even won the even won their first game against the other fucking team from the, across the river. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like if you look at their roster, like since he doesn't have like a scary roster, but they just they're finding ways to win. They're going to get a little bit worse in the summertime because they're, they're losing uh, Brenner, one of their one of their uh, strikers, um, got signed by yeah. somebody in Italy. Who was it? You know, I think it was I think it was Udinese. Udinese signed him, um, so that he'll be gone in July. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's still here from now until July, so um, he'll be getting minutes and, and scoring goals, and he's a good player. They have a, they definitely have a dangerous three headed attack. We'll talk about it more. Um, during the mid during the midweek U.S. Open Cup preview episode, um, but getting back but to this isn't this isn't the same Cincy team that got smacked around by everyone in MLS their first three years. You actually have to take them seriously. No, and also I mean we'll talk about it more, but like we, we've had some pretty interesting matches with Cincinnati recently, like a lot of high scoring affairs against them very recently. Um, I would also like to say their fans want a stadium for us more than our fans want a stadium for us. Yes. Uh, so. Um, how much how much rotation do you think we see against uh, Charlotte this weekend? Like uh, I know Nick has alluded to it in, in his press conference leading up to this week, but do we do we think we see a lot of rotation? Do 
Um, what do you what, what do you th who, who who do you think gets rotated? Like what what are you thinking? I honestly with this with this team and the amount of depth, I don't think you can really rotate. Do you, do you, you think do you think we see Tavon? Unless you call up. Do you, call up do you, yep. Do you think we see Tavon instead of Elenic at right back? Is is Tavon clear? Is he good to go? Yeah. And quite quite possibly. Um, if not, then he might start the hot hand, which is Elenic, and then bring on Tavon for the for the midweek game. Here's another question: Do you, do you think but, do you think either this match or the US Open Cup match? Do you think he benches Chano to give him a rest and and brings in Alfaro? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I I see it more in the Open Cup than in the. Than in the MLS, um, and then obviously do you we know for sure. We know for sure, Barraza won't play on Wednesday or Tuesday, or whenever that that Cincinnati game is. Yeah. Like, that's definitely going to be Matt Freeze's first game. I also think we see Alfredo Morales get a start and let Keaton and James Keaton or James uh, have a break. I think we see Hack start and let Keaton or James have a break. Um, I feel like we can also possibly see Jason start in the midweek. Yeah, at like a, at one of the winger positions, or probably one of the winger yeah. positions. Yeah, uh, either left wing or right wing. I feel like I feel like Jason's definitely bound to start in the in the Open Cup. I think we also um, I think we see a debut from uh, like what, like some of these NYCFC two guys that haven't broken through, like maybe uh, maybe uh, uh, Nicholas Benalcazar. Yeah, Benalcazar. Um, um, Awusu maybe. Rizzo maybe or Johnny Johnny Dennis maybe. Yeah. Or do we have to call him up? Yeah. I don't. Man. I don't think. I don't think MLS Next Pro teams is playing you. Open Cup, right? They do not. I do not. Okay, so. okay, so, so I mean, when it comes to the Open Cup, I think I'd like to see Johnny Dennis get get some burn with the first team, but not sure how, not sure how lucky that will be. So do you, so do you, are we for sure going with that? That um that uh, my, my, uh Mr. Freeze is going to get his first start against Cincinnati midweek at the U the US Open Cup. Hundred percent. I hundred percent think so. He's, we should. So he's we'll, been brought in. We'll be seeing Barraza start against Charlotte th uh, this weekend then tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. I, I. Yeah. I think we'll see Barraza start for Charlotte. I mean, he 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 had a he had a pretty good game last week. That 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 goal, the, the goal he conceded basically like almost like none of his fault. It's it's pretty much all in the team and the defense for for starting the second half asleep. I completely disagree. He made uh, Barraza made next to no effort to try to save uh, CJ Sapong's tapping. Uh, he he didn't even get big or get large or dive or anything. He kind of just like slid his one leg on the ground a little bit and just let CJ Sapong tap it. And he didn't even attempt to dive. Um, I think he could could have done. It's it's all about optics. It's the way it looks and it just looks bad for uh, for. It's not like Sapong ripped it in the back of the net. It was behind him, um, mm -hmm. and he just he just didn't lay out or do anything to try to make the save. Um, so here's a here's a question I have for you. Uh, for this weekend's for this weekend's match against Charlotte, um, do you think that we uh, deploy the false nine with Santi at the at the nine, or do you think that we uh, have Segal play the nine um, or Talis or, or what, what do you think we do? What, what do you think? How do you think we attack um, tomorrow? Speaking of Talis, I'd like to see him on the bench. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think this kid deserves to start for the next two three games. I'm being perfectly honest with you. I I, I wouldn't start him until. Uh, I mean, I, I'll go as far as say I don't think he deserves. I don't think he deserves to start for the rest of the month. I I genuinely believe that. He, uh, I he he's a brat. The uh, coach Gio has been saying it for the past few weeks. You know, whenever we just chill out after the games and you know just 
talk talk about what happened. Um, he's he's been saying it for the past few weeks, and it was on full display last week in the 90th minute when Shano, uh, I think Shano got a little bit frustrated at him and started barking at him uh, on the field, which is something you don't want to see if you're an NYCFC fan. Um, you know, and then Nick Cushing said whatever whatever happened was resolved in the locker room after the game, um, which is good that they they resolved it in the locker room. But I I think that that whole uh, encounter should have been in the locker room anyway. So that's so that does that's not a look that's not a good look on the team. That's not a look a good look for Nick Cushing either. That kind of displays that they don't respect the coach. I feel like they don't have the respect of Nick Cushing. I feel like he's just a just a guy from Manchester who was deployed um, from uh, the women's team at Man City to New York City and then uh, just got his big break and his big promotion uh, to head coach. He he just doesn't strike me as a figure that would command respect in the locker room like a a Dominic Torrent or or a Ronnie Diala per se. I I feel like he's just one of those guys where – I feel like he's just too he's just too nice to the players. He's just too buddy buddy with them. Um which is uh something that you kinda want in a coach, but you know, you don't want it all the time. You kinda need uh to be kinda get up in their face and, you know, kind of uh scold them what you know, whenever whenever they need to be scolded at. But Talos is I mean, he's I mean, let's be honest, he's he's just a he's still a young kid. He's still only twenty years old. Um so th- this this could be uh like he could there is potential for him to mature. There's still time. There's still a lot of time for him to mature uh, out of this. Um, it's still not not a, not a good look for us uh, to see that happen. And then you know, obviously, the him, him flipping him off and Apple TV actually catching that. Um, I think I they, they they caught more airtime of Talos Magno's middle finger than um, than the coaches on the sideline. Uh, I feel like that's that's just something Apple TV is not really good at. Right now, you know, they kind of, they kind of like to show some other stuff. You know, when when there's action on the field, happening where you want to see the action, but they're showing some other random bullshit on the screen. Uh, yeah, it's not not a look good for us. I I I want to see him benched. I do not want to see him start. I feel like if if you bench him, like uh, Cushing benched Pereira, or or Santi, uh, given you know those are different circumstances, but still, it's like you know, kind of send a message to him. You know, like. If you're gonna keep doing this bullshit, you're gonna be on the bench, and if you keep doing this bullshit, you're not gonna play at all. So it's either grow the fuck up, and like accept it, or you could just stay on the bench and waste your career. Nobody wants to see Talos Magna waste his career on the bench. We all want him to succeed. We we, we get you know there was a little bit of experiment in him at the nine, and he's and quite clearly, everybody saw it that he's not a nine. Even even the coaching staff and the front office. They're like, okay, this kid's not a nine. We're going to have to go look at bringing in a striker, but it's not going to happen since the window closed. So we're going to have to wait until July to, to bring to bring somebody in to fill that position. But for now, um, we're going to we're gonna have to make shift with what we got. And I think, I think we do see... Um, I don't think we see Santi at the false nine again until, until our next home game against Philly. I genuinely believe that, or or, or if Nick Cushing's really feeling it, he he'll probably start it against Red Bull. Um, but I feel like Gabe Segal. I, I would give Gabe Segal another start, and I'd put I put Richie on the left, Santi in the middle, 
and then Gabriel Pereira at the right. I, 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 I honestly would do that if I was Cushing. I would bench Talos Magno, say, I'm going to sit you down, you either grow the fuck up, or or you're just going to be on the bench for the rest of the season. That's that's how I would that's how I would approach it, and that's what I want to see. But do I personally think I'm gonna? Do I personally think that's gonna happen? I feel like it won't happen. I feel like Cushing would just kind of sweep it under the rug and just be like, "Nah, you're fine," and just trot him out again for another woeful performance. He's been fucking shit this season. I don't care what the stats say; he's been fucking awful. Yeah, I mean, I agree that there needs to be some punitive measurement for his behavior. Um, at um, at the match this past weekend against Toronto, his his uh, body language and and his physical like what he was like putting the finger up to Chanel. Um You just you, I don't care how old you are, you don't you don't you don't do that to a a senior member of the team. And I know that in spaces and on our other on our uh, I don't, on our I don't review you, podcast, you don't you don't do that at all. You don't do it to anybody. Yeah, but it's, I mean, I think it's more so like like Chano is a Chano's been around here for a minute. He's Mister NYCFC, like he's the longest tenured player on our team. Yeah, um, he's been around the league for a while. He's a savvy veteran. What he whatever he's saying to Chano is definitely right. Like he's been around the game for a long time. Whatever he, whatever Chano interpreted that he did wrong, I'm I'm gonna side with Chano. Chano knows better than what Talis Magno knows. Talis Magno's a punk ass twenty year old kid. Like Chano's a thirty something year old man. He knows, like, so whatever he said, I'm siding with Chano immediately because of just how long he's been around and what and what he knows and like we've seen, like Magno is like he's like this fun loving little young kid. He's a young kid. He's a kid. He's 20 years old. Like he's, I mean, Davi is he's your like he's your age. Like it's like he's like he's just he needs to grow up. Um, and that's I'm I'm assuming that's part of the reason why he's here because he came from a Brazilian club. Um, and when you're playing for a team in your domestic land, um, you tend to feel safe. You tend to feel like you don't have to grow up because it's just fun. Like, this is where I grew up. This is my country. And now he is a professional footballer in the United States of America. And he's 20 years old and he's from Brazil. And um, this isn't home anymore. This he's like, this is he needs to grow. He, he was sent here because he needs to grow up if he's going to advance as a, as a professional footballer. Um, and this is him taking his lumps. And I think that he needs to be sent a message that this was not OK. Um, and now you're not. And now your playing time is going to take a hit uh, even if just for one match um, or two matches or whatever your playing time is going to take a hit because you acted like this and this is not how professional soccer players act especially especially a professional soccer club under the CFG umbrella we do not NYCFC does not let this shit happen this shit has never happened before um, we do not we do not we do not take in basket cases and, and problem issue personalities we don't we don't do that here this is not we don't bring in those kind of players um, so you're either going to shape up or you're going to get shipped the hell out. Um, cause I mean, Talos Magno, he, he has a pretty, pretty hefty price tag on him. So if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't step in line He's tied, tied for second for the most valuable player in major league soccer. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know if I agree. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that because I, if, if I, if, if you were to ask me right now, I, I would say that Gabby Pereira is more valuable than, than Talos Magno is just because he's putting up better stats and he passes the eye test. Talos Magno does a lot of dribbling. But it's it's yeah, it's based off like their tra- like transfer value. Yeah, their transfer. Yeah. But but even, I, I'm telling you right now that I would pay more for Gabby Pereira than I would pay for Talos Magno. Talos Magno is just a little dribbling. Oh yeah, fuck. oh yeah, for sure, um, for sure. We, we we we've seen we've seen what GP brings to the team, and ever since Tati left, he's he's been our best attacker. To, to just to just to be completely blunt about it, he's been our best attacker since yeah. post Tati. So. Pivoting and talking, um, so I, I looked up to see who our referee is for this uh, for our match this weekend against against uh, Charlotte, and his name is um, Rosendo Mendoza. 
Um, we've only had him a couple times. I, I went back and looked through the, the archives to see when we've had him. I, I, th I think he's been here a while, hasn't he? I don't know if he's been here for a while, but I know we. Um, I'm, I'm as far back as 2020 right now. We had him in one match in 2020. It was a group stage game of the MLS's back tournament. Um, we beat Inter-Miami 1-0, and he was the referee. Um, then I click on, I go to 2021, the next season. That was our championship season. And we had him, uh, we had him twice in the 2021 season. We had him against... Uh, on on uh, July 25th, our 5-0 trouncing of Orlando City at home. Um, he was the referee of that match. Um, and then also uh, in October of 21, uh, a 3-1 victory over Inter-Miami. Um, he was also the referee of that match. So we have three wins when he's been the referee, one of them away. One of them also was home, but it was technically down in uh, Dr. back. And then last year... Last year, we had him two times as well. Um, one of them was in July July 3rd um, against, it was a 2-2 draw against Atlanta United. And the other one was August 21st, and it was a 2-0 victory away against the Chicago Fire. So going back to 2019, we, we have not lost when he's been the, re the referee of, our, of a match. Um, so, I mean, that's... Right, so he's been here a couple seasons. Yeah, I mean, I, and I can, I mean, I can look back to see if he, if we've had, if we had him in eighteen at all. Um, we haven't had him yet this season, um, or nineteen actually. Let's see, do we have him in nineteen? I, I think, I think it's good, good to know that we're not gonna have some random like young referee, you know, refereeing his like fourth game or whatever, and just having a complete like, yeah. but like just having a complete like fucking like horrid, horrid showing as a ref. So we we didn't have him in nineteen. So the first time we had him was in twenty twenty. Um, so he's one of these new waves of, of referees, but he has he has some matches under his belt. We've had him uh, one time in 2020 and then two times uh, each in 2021 and 2022. Um, and we have a good record when he, when um, when we uh, play with him as a ref. So that kind of does not play into your narrative that um, that pro hates us and the league hates us. Um, so uh, so hopefully hopefully we're in for a I, good. I, I I still I still think it's quite obvious that they fucking hate us. I I think. Hopefully. I think they'll I think they'll hate us up until we get the stadium. Hopefully. Oh, well, whatever. Even when we get the stadium, they'll still find a way to fucking ruin our day. Hopefully, we're in for a good match this uh, this weekend. My three keys to the match. Um, obviously, I think my first key in every fucking match is always score first. If we if you score first, your odds are that you're 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 in, your foot is in the on the pedal. You're in the driver's seat, and you and you you're going to dictate the pace of the match and hopefully come away with the win. Uh, second, I actually think one of the keys is to. I think I actually think one of the keys is to actually to stop them, stop them first. Yeah. Like, have them. Yeah. Start. Yes. Have them off the score sheet for for at least a good fifteen to twenty five minutes. Yeah. Uh, number two for me is uh, don't let Svidersky turn into Lewandowski, because <laughs> uh, he uh, he has a goal and two assists in in, in two matches against us. And they're, um, they're both Polish. Yeah. And number three is uh, start fast. Uh, so that kind of plays into into you saying that we need to uh, start the game uh, on the on the front foot and not not concede because we've we've conceded four minutes put, and put five him minutes. Away early. Yeah, put them away early. Put them away early. Put them away early. Um, so uh, let, let's let's go into uh, into predictions. Uh, how do you, how do you think this this match plays out this weekend? What's your what's your prediction? Oh God, I want I want to be positive, but at the same time, I really can't. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be happy with the one one draw, but. I mean, again, like, oh, I just, just, just don't lose. I just don't want to lose to this team again. I just can't handle it. 
I was I was I was genuinely at my breaking point after they beat us one nil last uh, last year. I was just too I was just super angry with the team. It just really it genuinely pissed me off how fucking horrible and as defending champions getting swept by a fucking expansion team. Oh my god, man! Like when was the last time that happened in MLS? I would like to know. Because I can't remember off the top of my head. I don't know. Expansions don't do not do well, but Charlotte had a decent season last year as an expansion. I guess Atlanta also had a good first season as an expansion team. Yeah. LAFC as well. Nashville. Yeah. They've they've had good seasons this, uh, in year one. And even St. Louis um, currently right Charlotte, now. Charlotte. St. Louis as well. Yeah. Seattle, if you want to go all the way back in 09. Um, you know. But uh, they, they surprisingly had a good season last year in their first year. And this season, they've only got two wins. Um, only reason why they're not below Red Bull is because of that extra win. That's it's so. What's your uh, quite blunt? And you know, what's your prediction? What what do you what are you, what are you committing to? No, I'm I'm going I'm going one 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 one. I I, th- I think we I think we score first, and then we sit back. The the signature Nick Cushing thing to do on the road: sit back, pray they don't score, and then they probably get some bullshit penalty. In the 90th minute, and they score it. It's one-one, and we st- and we remain winless against these stupid cunts. All right, I'm gonna go with. Um, so I, I pre- I'm going. I'm basing my predictions off of the predictions I made at the very beginning of the season when I went through, and I'm sticking to them. So I have this game down as a loss. Um, and I guess it's because of the score fact line? that we um, score line. I'm going with two-one. Um, I think that two-one. I think GP gets a goal. Um. And that's if he plays. I mean, I'm not sure what the, what the fucking rotation is going to look like, but um, I think that uh, I think Swiderski gets on the score sheet again because he has against us and uh, Joswiak, who's also one of their uh, one of their goal scorers right now. So I think that they find a way to, sh- to score two goals. I think um, uh, I mean, I want to I want to say that we that we come out ready to go, but I feel like I feel like they they have a little mo against us where they come out and score early. I feel like this has the potential for them to come out and score a goal in the first 15. And then that's going to make us chase the match. Um, well, for them, especially at home, because they, they draw like 30,000 at home. That, that crowd gets behind them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, def- it's not going to be a dead crowd. It's going to be... It's going to be a big crowd. They, they, um, they are... It, they, was, it, they was are... Only, it was only a dead crowd last time because it was rainy and it was an early kickoff. That's the only reason why it was dead last time. But now, now that it's... Well, no, our, our, prime time. when we played when we played at Charlotte, it had thirty thousand. They had thirty thousand there. Yeah, but it, it didn't. It didn't really look like. Uh, there it didn't really look like. There are like direct they were behind the team since. Like, there are direct attendance rival of like Atlanta. Atlanta gets like insane, insane, uh, insane crowds, and Charlotte gets is getting just about the same amount of insane crowds that that Atlanta's getting. Maybe less, but close to it. I think. I think Atlanta. I mean, if Atlanta you, pulls if you like put fifty, 50 right. Some something like that, yeah, like like forty thousand or something. I don't know, but like if you if you put them away early, you draw you draw the crowd out early. You you essentially give the crowd no hope that sure the team's going to come back and you know at least get a result. But I mean, you kind of you know kind of plays into the keys as well. Like you know, gotta keep them off the score sheet. You know, start off on the front foot. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that keeps popping out to me on the page that I'm looking at is that Nick Cushing, in 16 away matches, is has four wins, four draws, and eight losses. Um, 
since being since being named the interim interim manager. Like that's that's an alarming statistic: four wins, four draws, eight losses in away matches. So like he just he does not bring the juice away. He just doesn't. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm 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 optimistic. I'm hoping it would it be fantastic if we got three points this weekend. Would it be would it be fantastic if we got eight points this weekend? Yes, but I'm not I'm not going to hold my breath. Not with this NYCFC team. I I. I t- I'm not traveling to any away matches until NYCFC can prove to me that unless it's a unless it's a uh, MLS Cup playoff game that they can win on the road. I'm just it's not a, it's you're a, not, it's a you're, not, you're not going to the Derby next week. Not going to the Derby. That that but I, the Derby is closer to my house than than Yankee Stadium is. I'm talking about I'm not I'm not going to oh, yeah. I'm not going to Philly. I'm not going to Cincinnati. I'm not going to Toronto. I'm not going to Montreal. I'm not going to New England. I'm not going to, to DC. I'm not I'm not going anywhere. I'm not spending money on this team as long as they don't fucking care about getting results on the road. They play like a bunch of pussies on the road, and it pisses me off. So I'm not going anywhere that's outside of my, my my house to go watch this team play like shit on the road. I'm not doing it. I don't. I mean, Fair. I, 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 mean, I, I, don't, I don't blame to, you. I, I used to you. travel to go watch these teams play in DC and, and 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 Philly and stuff, but it's just it's not worth my time. If they're gonna play like absolute shit and ruin my weekend, ruin my trip to whatever whatever city I'm going to visit, I'm not gonna fucking do it. Not until they can prove to me. This team has to prove to me and prove to the fan base that we are going to actually try to fucking win a soccer game on the road. When it when it, and, that, it, and, fuck, and that's when it doesn't it, matter. Fuck, quote, six games. Quote unquote, it doesn't matter because obviously, like, like winning matters in the playoffs. Like you either win or you're out. But like winning on the road in MLS doesn't matter, quote unquote, because it's just it's we have, there's thirty something games and and one one away game doesn't really matter. But in the MLS Cup playoffs, it does. Well, uh, I mean, uh, well, what is it like five, six games away this season so far, and zero wins? Yeah. So, so there, there should be no confidence heading into an away game because we haven't gotten an away win yet. So, there, like, the confidence should be at basement zero right now because, like, we we can't win away. We can't. We just ha- we haven't shown that we can. We're the pretenders right now. Like, we're high at the, we're high at the table because we're getting the wins we should be getting at home. But we're getting shit results on the road. So NYCFC needs to prove that they're our real contender and not a pretender. Because right now we're a bunch of pretenders who can just win at home. With that being said, do you, do you will that bring you confidence? You, you like, I know this is this is a bit ahead. You know, it's a week ahead, but. Even even with that being said, do, if do you think want, we still find a way to win it? I'll do you get, think we still find a way to win against New, New Jersey? I'll get confidence if if we can get this a, a good a, a result this weekend, a result on a short week in Cincinnati. If we can get if we can come out of there with a win and a and a and a draw or two wins or even two draws, I'll be more confident heading into. But that's the thing you you throw out you throw out trends when it's a, when it's a, when it's a derby game, right? Because Derby game, the, the emotions are high, the pageantry is high, the fan, like the atmosphere is insane. So like when it comes to a Derby game, everything gets thrown out the window because it's going to get flipped and dropped on its fucking head. Which is why I'm not I'm not going into that that Derby game. Oh yeah, Red Bull are down low in the table, but you you know they're going to get up for that game. Anybody who's been there for a couple of years, they know they know what this rivalry is is like. They're going to get up for that game. Absolutely. All right. So that, so I mean, hell, the, I mean, I mean, the, the last time we were confident we were going to get a win against them, we. We ended up losing. Yes, yeah, so current form be damned. When it comes to that derby game, everything is thrown out the fucking window. But I will be more positive if we can find a way to get decent results in these next two matches um, against Charlotte this weekend and against uh, Cincy 
on the road in the US Open Cup. If we can get decent results, then I'll have a little bit more confidence. Because technically that, that Red Bull match, yeah, it's an away game because it's not being played at our home stadium. But like I said, like you said, the the, the, the players and the uh, and the managers, home they can, they can sleep at their own house. Because like all of them live in Fort Lee. They don't have to go stay in a hotel or, or fly or drive or take a plane or, or take a train or a bus anywhere. They're just going to be at home. I mean, maybe they might put them in a hotel just to kind of get distractions out of the way, but... Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I mean, it feels, for, like, I guess because of everything that's gone on in my life this week, it feels like a long time since we played a game, like even though we just played last weekend against uh, Toronto, but that game feels like two weeks ago because my life has been crazy the mm-hmm. past week. Um, but I'm excited to, uh, to to sit down and watch watch tomorrow. Hopefully we put in a, a good performance because, I, I mean, Charlotte, they're they're a tough, they're a tough team. They're tough, I mean, they're not, we're not going to walk over them, but um, I think that, I mean, it's a team that we should, it's a team that we should get a result against. We should get a res- we should get a result against Charlotte. Will we should be kick- we should be kicking the shit out of this team. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, we, we yeah we should be putting two or three in the back of the net against them. But it's an away match, and we have Nick Cushing as a manager, so it's up in the air. But we should kick the crap out of Charlotte. They don't deserve, we, they don't deserve realistically. To be- realistically speaking, the next two away games in the league, based opposition, we should kick the shit out of both these teams. Yeah, we should. You're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Our next two league games, we, we we are in a much better position in the table, and I feel like we are also a much better position roster-wise, roster construction-wise than these teams. But it's MLS. Funny shit happens, and anything can happen in this league. I mean, we, we I just watched... Um, what did I... Uh, crazy, crazy shit happens in this league. I watched the results. I watched the whip-around show that showed last week's matches. And like I couldn't believe some of the results. I was like, I can't believe this shit is happening. And that's like, that's the reason why everyone loves this league, though, is because it's like, it's very unpredictable. Predictable. It's unpredictable. Like anything can happen on any given day. Anybody can beat anybody. La La Galaxy. I don't think La Galaxy won a game yet this year, right? And like they're supposed to be like one of the best clubs in. Like, what? I think they, they. I think they got their first one like a few weeks ago. Yeah, but like, but they're doing. And abs- they beat Austin. But they're doing. They're doing awful this year, and they have fucking Chicharito. And like a a couple other pretty damn good players, and they're doing so bad, like so bad. Austin as well. They had a great season last year, and they're they're doing horrible. Yeah, yeah, they made it to the fucking Western Conference Final. I thought they were going to the final. I thought they were going to be LAFC, and then this year they're like Drew Drew gets his fat contract. He's not performing this year. Um, they're, they're I mean they're banged they're, numbers, they're banged again. up. They have Alex Ring is like playing fucking center back for them like full time, which is ridiculous. Lost, lost the captaincy as well. Yeah, um, so they're they're a hot mess. But like, I, but this is a year where I wish we were playing against Austin because we can get we could probably pick up a pretty easy dub against them. Um, and having never played them before, um, last year oh, last year was oh, a year I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to play against them last year because last year they were killing everybody. Um, I think I think I think we I think we'd get an easy win against them at home. Yeah, going away I don't think so. Yeah, the Q two is it's different from what I've seen. All right. I mean. Sporting Kansas City, the only winless team in the league. <laughs> They're on three points so far this season in ten games. Yeah, I, th- um, I, I, I saw. I didn't get a chance to listen to a lot of the NYCC uh, pods this week, but I, I saw that uh, Kevin Show was on the podcast with. Uh, I think yeah. it was the City Boys. And I think I think they converted. Uh, I, yeah. I think we filed a, tr- a transfer, uh, a transfer of fandom. Uh, I think we I think we're pull- I think we pulled Kevin Show into the fandom. That's what I saw. I think. Uh, me 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 boludo argentino, eh? <laughs> He, he decides to jump ship, but it's gonna. Oh man, it's gonna be a tough stretch. You know, 
Cincy, Red Bull, Orlando, all the way, and then Philly at home, and then four days later, Cincinnati at home. It's going to be a tough month, but hopefully, hopefully we can pull through. Yes, and we will be recording on Sunday to review this match against Charlotte. Um, and then, and then the following that fo- next week, um, I'm hoping we can get a, a preview and a review episode of the U.S. Open Cup edition against Cincinnati. Um, but hopefully, we're in a little bit more of a, a jovial, uplifting, supportive mood um, after maybe getting a positive result this weekend against let's, against. Let's let's, let's let's end this, let's end this episode on a positive note. Tati's scoring a shitload of goals right now in Spain. Our 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 boys killing it in La Liga. Yeah, game He's winner against Mallorca. Goals. Game winner against Mallorca, four goals against Real, another goal against Sevilla. I mean, this this guy, this I I think he had something insane like six goals in his first twenty seven like league appearances, and he's got seven goals in the last three. Yeah, or so, something, he, uh, something like six six or seven. It's 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 amazing. Like it's like he's in the, it's like his twenty twenty one form has come back to him. He's in the Golden Boot race now, isn't he? I think he's like five six goals from Lewandowski. And he also, I think he also has one of the highest uh, goal totals that are non-PK, right? Yeah, he's he's only got one penalty kick goal this season. Yes, I mean he's definitely he's definitely doing us proud, um, and uh, hopefully he finishes the season here strong so that we can get that fat check <laughs> during the, the, the only chance I, window. The the only one the only one that hasn't scored a penalty in the La Liga Golden Boot race is Lewandowski. Yeah. He's gotten all his goals from non-penalty kicks. No, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy. Girona's sitting in a good spot. I think they're like an eighth in La Liga right now or something like that. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad. I, I wouldn't be mad if Girona pull, uh, pulls the purchase clause um, and just and just buys them outright. You know what I mean? Especially because... Uh, you know what? They want to give, they want to give us a fat check? I'm, I'm, down, I'm all down for that. Give, because, give me uh, that money. Stuani, the, the guy that he plays striker with, he, Stuani's old. He's like 34, 33. Like in his 30s, yeah. He's, so he can't, yeah. he can't play forever. Um, so, I mean, it'd be... And, and and Tati gets most of the starts there anyway. Um, so. Girona are in seventh, so if the season were to end today, they'd be in the uh, conference league next season. Yes, I mean uh, we already have Collins there. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having Collins and Tati stay there. So that'd be that'd be a cool thing if uh, if that, that's Girona that's that's, that's that. quite that's quite incredible that a that a newly promoted team gets your Europe right away in their first season. Well, back yeah, because in, CF, in top CFG dumped a bunch of resources into them. They they brought a lot of players in. Remember, they're they're doing all this. Yanhel Herrera, who's another NYCFC player, has been injured for like the past couple months, um, and he was another one of those. He was he was a, a holding midfield. He's a, he's a six eight for for Girona, um, and he's been injured for a while. So like they have they have talent over there. It's not it's not like they're doing nothing with uh, doing this with no talent. Like they have they have some players out there, some young. Some not only young that, players. our 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 boy also our boy also opened up a new Puma store in uh in that area. Yeah, of I saw the, that. Uh, I wish I wish Manhattan would have a fucking NYCFC store. Even if it, even if it, even if it was fanatics, I wish there was just somewhere I can go in Manhattan to buy NYCFC stuff instead of going to the Adidas flagship because Adidas flagship sucks. I've never I've never been to the flagship store. You before, figure so. MLS MLS has its headquarters in New York. You figure they could have like an like an MLS store in New York City. You know what I mean? Instead of having the shipping, they, they should the shipping fanatic yeah. shipping shit in fucking uh, Ohio. They should have the uh, MLS store in Times Square, New York. Like that's where it should be. All right, let's yeah. uh, let's put a bow on this. Uh, Charlotte, we're, we're this we're recording on Friday night. Charlotte is tomorrow night, seven thirty, seven o'clock Eastern. Um, on I th- I'm not sure if it's behind, I'm not sure so if it's behind by, this, by this 
Is it behind the paywall or, or is it in front of the paywall? No, no, it's a it's a it's a free game for you guys that don't have the season pass. Yeah. So so by this time tomorrow we should know the result and hopefully we're in a better mood. Yep, we'll be recording on Sunday to talk about the result of this match. As always, New York is blue.